Hey, Dr. Mike here. So if you want to live forever-ish, you got to know what's in and what's out. Stay tuned to find out. You're listening to Live Forever-ish, a show dedicated to helping you live just a little longer. Here's your hosts, Dr. Mike and Dr. Crystal Gosser. All right, welcome to Live Forever-ish. I'm your host, Dr. Mike, and I'm here with my co-host, Dr. Crystal Gosser. Welcome. Thank you, Dr. Mike. All right, ins and outs of living forever-ish, long, vibrant, strong lives. The ins are things you want to do, right? And the outs are things you don't want to do or you want to avoid. So let's get right into this. In number one for living forever-ish is, oh, I like this one, avocado. Avocado. Yeah, I like that. The, the fruit that people sometimes consider a vegetable, but it's not. Yeah. It's a it's fruit. It's a fruit. It's a fruit for sure. I love it. You know, I don't know if you know this, but growing up in Southern California, well, I know, I think I've told you this. We naturally had avocado and pomegranate and lemon trees all growing in our backyard. And, um, oh, I, re- I remember having avocado toast before there was any such mm. thing as avocado toast. Well, yes, my neighbor has an avocado tree. And my dog, we caught our dog in the act of eating the avocado. Somehow, little Winston figured out how to get the seed out and everything. And so he is on a Mediterranean diet. I love it. So why are we talking about, I mean, obviously we know it's good for you. Lots of fiber, all that kind of stuff. We've heard that. But why is it an in right now for Living Forever-ish? Well, in women... It seems that it can improve visceral fat and abdominal obesity. In women. In women. Wow, that sounds sexist. No, it's just, you know, whatever it is about the biology of a woman. In this particular study, they looked at avocado consumption, abdominal adiposity or abdominal obesity, waist around, um, weight around the abdominal area. Yep, yep. We also looked at some other parameters and, and what they found that some of the benefits for in regard to the, the visceral fat was only in the women in that study. Now, it doesn't mean that men shouldn't consume avocados. Well, of course not. No, but why? Okay, so we're linking this to a in for living forever-ish because obviously uh, we've talked about this before. Our audience is well-versed in the fact that that central obesity, right? The, yes. the waist circumference, you know, those are big indications of cardiovascular disease, right? So right. we, we want to keep that down. So that So that's why we're linking this to a live forever-ish in. Now let's go back to this study. Now, when you say, okay, how were they eating the avocado? How many avocados were they eating a day? Did they, did they tease that out for you? Yeah. And what's really nice about this study, and I know we have others, so I'll try to make it quick, is that this was an intervention study with avocado. A lot of times when you oh. look at nutritional research, it's observation. It's, you know, they're doing surveys and they say, oh, the people who typically eat more avocado have these outcomes. It's based on surveys that people have to try to remember how many times a week they eat avocado. In this study, it was a direct intervention where they gave individuals a daily meal with one fresh Haas avocado. And the Haas avocado are those ones that are uh, the darker Almost right. like blackish in color. They're yeah, a little the, smaller. The, the, the more common one, right? I think most that you'll find Haas at most um, grocery stores. You can even find the Haas almost year round because they come from Mexico, right? 
So they right. don't, they tend to uh, grow all, all year long. Here in Florida, we have some Florida versions of avocado, the big ones. Yes. You've seen those, right? I oh, like those. Those are the ones that Winston consumes regularly. <laughs> he goes right for the big ones, right? When I mean big, like a Haas avocado, you can hold in your, your hand. The Florida mm -hmm. ones, some, some of them, it takes two hands. I mean, they're big. Yes, like they football. are huge. Yeah. This is really good. So um, one, one avocado, fresh avocado a day led to some uh, weight loss around the central area, which is so important for living forever-ish. Let's go on to end number two. And it looks like we're sticking with like a food-based uh, theme, theme this time, huh? Because here we have garlic. Yes. And the metabolic syndrome. Why is garlic being linked to the metabolic syndrome or in a positive way? Right. So so this is an association study. And, and you know, our ins and outs, we are giving you kind of the latest update, uh, updated research on different topics. So this one, there's research. Uh, a trial included 90 men and women with metabolic syndrome. Um, and I think we should define metabolic syndrome, sure, Dr. Yeah. Mike. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, it's the presence of three of the following five disorders. So it's the abdominal obesity that we talked about earlier, high blood pressure, high triglycerides, high blood sugar, and low HDL. And that HDL yeah. is your good cholesterol. So if you have three out of those five things you are considered or you would be placed in the category of, of yeah, having metabolic syndrome, metabolic syndrome which and, is uh, just and what's unfortunate ahead. is so many americans today dr crystal have all five of them not just three <laughs> so wow. yeah this is a significant issue um for and, and it's it you think think of the metabolic syndrome this way you know if you are someone who has been diagnosed with it if you fall into that category of three out of those five or maybe you have all five i don't know but you know think of it as as your red flag now this is your this is your chance to make some of make some changes yeah right and reverse because here's the thing everything that you just mentioned is reversible very true, Dr. Mike. And so what we're finding is that people who, or the people in the study who received 1,600 milligrams of garlic powder daily for three months showed uh, you know, a beneficial effect with their HDL, um, beneficial effect with blood pressure. I mean, you're just seeing that the garlic helped with many of these metabolic syndrome indicators. Yeah. Now, when you say garlic powder, they were probably, this powder was, I'm going to assume was in a capsule form. I don't think they were, they were, because I have in my kitchen, I have garlic powder, but I don't think right. they, the people were pouring out in their, in their food, the equivalent of 1600 milligrams. No, no, it was actually in a tablet. So yeah, that makes was, more sense. Know, a tablet yeah. of garlic powder. But I mean, they saw improvements in triglycerides, waist circumference, um, insulin resistance. Um, appetite was reduced, which Whoa, probably like <laughs> led to, you know, a trickle down effect uh, nice. with some of those under indicators. So to me, that's another thing that you should consider adding in, especially if you have metabolic syndrome. It's yeah, garlic. very good. Yeah, that's garlic for in number two. In number three, you simply listed as just plants. <laughs> I'm not sure where you're going with that. Plants. plants around the house. <laughs> eat. No. So we are actually talking about eating more plants. Good. That's what I thought you meant. Yes. 
more well, vegetables, more fruits, more vegetables. I've told you before, I, I, well, I'm not always good at it. I, I try to stick to the 80, 20 rule. Okay. So every time I eat food, 80% from plant, 20% from, um, pro animal protein. Well, you know, you are the, not the common person. 90% of Americans fail to meet the daily requirements of fruit and vegetables. Well, I, I didn't say I, I do the 80-20 all the time. I try. Okay. <laughs> I get closer. Um, well, I, you know, I think I'm, I think I'm kind of like what most people do is there are, there are days or even weeks where I'm really good. Very true. Well, right on the 80-20. Dr. Mike. Even for people like you, on even on your, your best day, you may not be getting what you need because our soils are depleted. Yeah, let's talk a little bit about that because that's a, I think that's a key point. You know, one of the reasons we want to consume uh, more fruits, more vegetables, it's not, you know, the antioxidants, the polyphenols. It's also the minerals. A lot of good minerals come from plant-based sources, yet most of our soils are depleted of those minerals. Yes. So it's the, the agriculture, the industrial farming practices. Um, they are not letting the soil rest and replenish. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's, you know, the end result is, you know, an, an apple, you know, a hundred years ago is not the same as the apple today. Yeah. And they've shown that I think studies since really the 1950s um, has, has shown a decline in nutrient content and yes. a lot of our plant uh, plant-based foods i'll tell I'll, I'll tell you this i i do know because when i wrote my book i i had a whole chapter on soil conditions and you know, it was basically a chapter that made the argument that all of us even if you're eating healthy should be on a multivitamin and and in that chapter i laid out one of the reasons is is the poor soil conditions um yes and i found in in researching this dr crystal that the first soil survey where they looked at mineral content um, was in, in the 1920s. And the results of that survey was that the soils were depleted already. And so, and, and then, so then you have to ask us, so what did we do as a country based on that information? We didn't do anything. We made it worse. If anything, yeah, we did. I, and, and now that may, there, there were some areas in the South that planted more soy. Soy is a replenishing type plant for a lot mm -hmm. of, uh, mm -hmm. but I think it takes a different, like, I think the soil in the South is good for that, but not all soil is good with soy. So a lot of places couldn't use soy. And so most places in the country really didn't do anything. So, yeah, I, so I, I agree. That's the argument for a multivitamin. I think other things to, to think about when we talk about plants or fruit and vegetables are the phytonutrients. So beyond the vitamins and minerals, the, the polyphenol antioxidants, what's making the fruit and the vegetable, those vibrant colors, the greens, the yellows, the, you know, the reds, the purples. Yes. Those are antioxidant nutrients that we aren't receiving as well. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so, you know, a plant-based diet, you know, I like the 80-20 rule. I think that's good. When you look at your plate, 80% plant-based, 20% animal protein, it's, it's a good ratio to go by. And there, there is some um, research evidence that, that that ratio is good for your heart, good for your brain, good for metabolic mm -hmm. syndrome, mm -hmm. right? Um, yeah. And just make sure it's nice and colorful. 
right? You want to see all those different colors. Yes. We've talked about that before. And then consider, you know, a, a good multivitamin. And I know that there are other, you know, more and more companies are coming out with plant-based multis. Um, I know Life Extension is coming out with one, right? That's, that's um, you know, b- b- well, tell us a little bit about what that means, a, a plant-based multi. Like, what does that really mean? Yeah, it means that, you know, the nutrients, you, you're having plants such as quinoa, um, and that's kind of the base to provide some of the vitamins in that particular multivitamin formula. Yeah. It also means that you're getting some of the phytonutrients and, and antioxidants as well. So it's kind of giving you, you know, some people take eat uh, have those green powders to try to supplement. Yeah. A Ugh. lack of fruit and vegetables. So, <laughs> so sometimes those plant-based um, multivitamins are able to supplement as well um, as providing some of those phytonutrients. Yeah. I love watching friends of mine who just are so into those green drinks and they try so hard to convince you that they like it. They try so hard. They take a drink of it and they're, they try to smile through it, but you can tell they're about to throw up. Dr. Mike, I'm taking that personally. Are you talking yeah, about me? Yeah, you're what? I think you fall into that category. Anyway, no, that's just, I'm just playing around there. So those are the three ins that you want to definitely do, but there's an out. We always like to finish up with something you want to avoid, something you want to prevent, you know, what have you. This is, you don't want this in your life. And you list it today, heart palpitations. Tell us about that. Yeah. So it's something that happens for some people more common than they should. I I would have to say, if you are experiencing heart palpitations, get to your doctor to find out, you know, to make sure there's not a medical emergency. But for others, it's just a a lack of nutrients, not enough magnesium, not enough potassium that's involved with kind of regulating that heartbeat, the heart rhythm, not enough CoQ10. Um, And so it's just one of those things. It's kind of, if you want to live foreverish and you're having heart palpitations, make sure it's not an overactive thyroid. You know, yeah. you kind of yeah, want there, to there are things your doctor. Yeah, there's things you want to rule out heart valve disorders, sleep apnea, stuff like that. Things that can be um, that can be treated. I mean, keep in mind, most most cases, heart palpitations are harmless. I mean, um, some people feel them more than others. So they maybe mm-hmm. complain about them a little bit more. Um, but here, here's here's a couple things to keep in mind. If you have heart palpitations and it occurs with chest pain, go immediately to the emergency room. Don't mess with that. If you have high blood pressure and you notice your blood pressure is a lot higher uh, during bouts of heart palpitations, you might want to get that worked up a little bit. Um, you know, but yeah, I think I think you're right on. I think it's you know in many cases too much stimulants, not enough nutrients. Um, you know, those are, I think, key things for us to consider and, and you can, you can quickly, you know, correct most of these palpitations. Right. Yeah. Don't ignore them. Don't, yeah, don't ignore them. Um, you know, just keep in mind some of the things we just mentioned, right. You know, if it, the big thing is if the heart palpitation is associated with other symptoms, that's when you definitely want to be checked out. Right. But if you just have an occasional little flutter and you feel fine, I probably wouldn't worry about that. Maybe too much. <laughs> cut back on the espresso shots. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe one, one less espresso shot and and eat a little bit more uh, leafy greens, and you'll be you'll be okay. So there you go. That is our ins and outs for this month. Remember, this is about living forever ish. 
Number one was avocado. Number two was garlic in the connection to the metabolic syndrome. Number three was simply plants, more plant-based nutrients. That is so important. And what was out was heart palpitations, especially if they are associated with other types of cardiovascular symptoms. So keep that in mind and go get checked out by your doctor. Dr. Crystal, thanks for joining me today. Don't forget, you can go to liveforeverish.com. And right there, you could download a whole bunch of podcasts. I'm not even sure what, what what number we're at now, but there's a bunch there. Download, like it, share it, make your comments. We really appreciate hearing from all of you. Hey, and don't forget to subscribe. Because if you subscribe, right, Dr. Crystal, you'll never miss a show. That's right. You'll always know. I'm Dr. Mike. Thanks for listening.